Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's going to happen tonight? What's going to happen? We're going to whoop their What's up, y'all? Welcome on into the Go Balls 24-7 podcast. Ross Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio here on a warm Thursday evening here in God's Own Knoxville, Tennessee, just a couple miles away from Neyland Stadium, where, of course, Tennessee is not opening the season in six days or seven days. Tennessee will be opening it in Nashville, Tennessee, the state capital. But regardless, the uh, 10th-slash-12th ranked Vols hosting uh, – we're still going to say hosting Virginia because it kind of is what it is. It's not a home game, but we all kind of know it is. And we got a lot to discuss about that, so uh, let's get straight on into it. We're going to go over to an undisclosed location, get to Patrick Brown, go to that unnamed home studio, and get to Benjamin McKee. Fellas, how are we doing this evening? I'm good. I'm ready for some some football. Week zero is almost here. I am swell and very excited to watch Hawaii and Vanderbilt tee off on Saturday Evening and also, who does Notre Dame play? Navy, Navy, the Naval Academy in Dublin, right, in Ireland. Yeah, in Ireland. That's right. That's right. The, the home U- of the USC Keys. plays too, so we can see Caleb Williams write F S J S U. Actually, no, play? we won't. San Jose State. We actually won't see that because it's on the Pac-12 network, and the Pac-12 network, you know, can can watch, and that's why the Pac-12 is about to be dead. That is true. That's a very good point. I think my parents' cable provider has it. So if it's like push comes to shove and I really want to watch a Pac-12 game, I can like maybe go over to their house and watch it. I think I did that once last year. But uh, yeah, generally speaking, it's hard to uh, get that network. And that's why uh, one of the many reasons why it is no longer uh, or or not going to exist in its current form. Anyways, I think we can say that safely. We'll see if it exists at all going forward. But regardless, before we get going, I just want to mention quickly, uh, I, I apologize on the front end for my voice. It sounds bad. It just does. It always does. But uh, mowed the yard a couple days ago, and since then I feel like every bit of grass and dust and dirt that was in my yard is now in my chest. It feels like so it, uh, it it's just one of those one of those things. You also smoked two packs while you were doing it, right? Yeah, apparently, yeah. I sound like uh, like one of those commercials where people are say like, yeah, hey, don't smoke because when you do, you sound like this. That's what's basically going on right now. That's what I sound well, like. Today's press conference, you sounded awful, like you are describing. But I'll be honest, you sound like you always do right now. Maybe that, I'm wrong. Patrick, doesn't he sound like he always does right now? I'm being serious. No, I, I did uh, I did a couple of interviews. Yeah, he kind of does. Yeah. I, I did a couple of interviews this morning, one in Nashville and one in New Orleans. And the one in Nashville is like at 7 a.m. And I really did sound like this for the interview. So I apologize uh, on the front end for anyone who was listening on Nashville radio on Thursday morning. Nonetheless, we got a lot of football to discuss on this episode. Before we do that, though, uh, an interesting note that we did not – get a chance to mention, <clears throat> excuse me, yeah, there it is already, is that uh, Thompson Bowling Arena uh, will no longer just be Thompson Bowling Arena, right? All those jokes uh, that I have made the past few years about uh, the the O-Dome being the, uh, what, exec tech arena at Stephen C. O'Connell Center, all those chickens sure. have quickly come home to roost because now it will be the, uh, what, Food City Center at Thompson Bowling Arena. Uh, it's uh, for, nope. for $20 million, I guess you can call it whatever you want to call it. And it will be the FCC now, I suppose. So uh, the FCC, the TBA, FCC, TBA, fellas, this is the world we live in. It's just kind of how it is now, right? I mean, we, we don't have to like it, but I mean, going back to like the days of Wrigley Field, these things have happened for more than a century, obviously it's- more prevalent now. It's Thompson Bowling Arena at Food City Center, just so that we are oh. correct for the record. So TBA FCC. Just just goes to show that Wes not getting it right on the first try shows just how insignificant it, it really is. And in terms of what it will be called, it, it is a significant development in Tennessee athletics, but 
everybody is still going to call it Thompson Bowling Arena. It's still going to be referenced as TBA. Uh, in my writing, it will be known as TBA and Thompson Bowling Arena. In my tweets, it'll be Thompson Bowling Arena and TBA. And uh, maybe UT doesn't like that. But, hey, it, it will still be called Thompson Bowling Arena at Food City Center uh, when, when Tennessee and Kentucky are playing on CBS and ESPN and, and those channels. So I, I think it is great for, for Food City. It, it'll be recognized uh, on the broadcast, and it'll have a, a big logo and sign out on, on the front of the arena. But Maybe it'll add uh, something to the outside of that building. My God, the inside of that building is a palace, and the outside is still a dump. Well, according to the press release, uh, they are going to update the facade outside. That is part of uh, why they are earmarking $20 million. It's a 10-year deal worth $20 mil, uh, which... For, for those math experts at home, that's two mil mm-hmm. a season, Good a math. year, Good math. Uh, which according to Jason Swain, which you always have to take what Jason, Sain, Jason Swain says with a grain of salt, uh, but according to him, Rupp Arena, which also has some corporate sponsor at the yeah. end of its name, it only gets like $1.4 million a year. Uh, now, theirs is a 14-year deal, but the money is like $1.4, $1.6 a year, so Thompson Bowling Arena and Tennessee basketball is getting more money per year to put Food City on the end of it than Rupp Arena is in Kentucky basketball, which is pretty amazing when Swain said that because you would think that Rupp Arena and Kentucky basketball would would get so much money and uh, whatnot because they're arguably the the greatest college basketball program of all time. But at the end of the day, Patrick, I mean, it's it's not a – Huge deal, in, in my opinion. Uh, I, I like that they kept Thompson Bowling Arena in the name. I, I think if they just would have dropped it completely, you sticking to the Kentucky example, going from Commonwealth Stadium to just Kroger Field, like I think that's when it becomes an issue. But it's Thompson Bowling Arena at Food City Center. People can still call it what they want to. And then Tennessee is able to raise money to take – care of much needed renovations and, and make much needed additions. The facade on the exterior is going to be updated. They're getting a class of world-class hanging video board in, in the middle of the arena and premium premium seating somewhere in, in the arena. In fact, one of the a lot that, of it, a lot of it's going to be, I think, where the media has been because we our asses are getting kicked upstairs. I know that much. Well, I don't know. Go look at the the photos of the renderings because the in in one of the renderings it looks like the press room is going to be open to the public, not like literally to the concourse, but like for people that pay a lot of money for premium seats, like it, it looks in the rendering, like they're going to be able to look in on the press conference. So I don't, I don't know if that was a coincidence and, and not actually happening, but boy, is, is that going to be interesting if, if it does. Oh my God, we have to behave. Out. We have to behave. Yeah. Somebody may actually kill Wes. Like I, I I'm going to be concerned for, for Wes's safety. He's going to hire a bodyguard. Is, that, is this bulletproof yeah, glass? Yeah. Is this bulletproof it, glass? Uh, yeah, I don't even know if it has a glass wall, so Uh-oh. that that would be interesting. But people can still call it what they want. And Tennessee basketball, Th- the the arena gets much needed renovations that that it has long needed, as Wes alluded to. The outside has looked awful for forever. Did they spell it center traditionally, or did they go with the Canadian spelling with T R E at the I end? I think they went the yes. American version. Center, center. <laughs> think like centaur. America, baby. Yeah, it it, uh, it reminds me. No, go ahead, Pat. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it was going to get to this point at some point. Um, you know, we've seen Danny White do some of these things. He's he's a businessman, let's be honest. One of his main roles as Tennessee Athletic Director, in addition to putting championship-level teams on the field in all of the sports, is making money, right, for the university, for the athletic department. And and this is a way to make money, has been, has been laid out with the example with Kentucky. So uh, corporate sponsorship, not a surprise. Uh, and I think we're going to talk about this. So maybe I'm getting ahead of ourselves, but I, I don't think I, I think Danny can get away with this. I don't think he can get away with doing something at Neyland Stadium. Mm. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if they were like, let's have a corporate sponsorship for the West Club or maybe the party deck mm. called the Bud Light party deck or whatever. Maybe not Bud Light. Um, but, uh, you know, some of the other renovations they could do uh, or, or that are scheduled for the, for the stadium over the next however many years. Uh, I could see him. I could see those those naming racks getting sold, right? 
Well, I, mean, I don't think got- they'll go like this is you know pilot flying J gate twenty one. I don't think they'll do that. But uh, am I crazy to think that? But I, I don't. I don't think he would sell the naming rights to the stadium. Like I don't think it's going to be. Uh, they're not going to go the Kentucky way with the football stadium. I, right? w- I I don't think they'll do it now. I would be really surprised if we're sitting here ten years from now and it's still just Neyland Stadium. I I, I just I, I think that's <clears throat> excuse me. I think that's where all this is headed. Uh, I, I think it's it's that that would be that would be a cynic view, and I think it's not crazy. No, honestly, I, I mean I, I just you just you start to think about things like the the cost of business is always going up, right? It just is, and. Tennessee, you would like to think that they've learned their lesson and won't have to pay as many buyouts, but you never know what the future holds. I mean, every time we think we know what the future holds, we're, we're it's proven time and time again that we do not know what the future holds. Uh, and then there's, you know, that fine from the NCAA that's not nothing. You know, the, there's coaches' contracts, there's facilities they're going to want. And, and at some point, I mean, if you're a fan, those costs kind of always get kicked over to the fan. You know, there's the big there's the big donors, but at the end of the day, you're paying more for tickets. That's where they're getting it right. More tickets, more for parking. So if they make some sort of a trade where they put a little bit of a name on the stadium, and maybe you're not having to pay as much for tickets for a little bit, or or the the, the increase doesn't go up as much, I, I'm not that bothered by it. But uh, people will be upset when it happens to Neyland one day, and I say when because in my opinion, it will. I, I just don't know. Uh, they're going to let this one breathe for a little bit. Maybe try something with Lindsey Nelson Stadium because they got a whole bunch of. Uh, There's no money. maybe to that. I mean, yeah, they're it's it's they, they got to pay for a and lot. I don't of say that with inside knowledge. I just if they're doing it with TBA and there's already been reports about how they earmarked money when they <laughs> approved the 100 million dollars to say that hey we we may sell the naming rights to Lindsey Nelson Stadium. It's just a matter of time before they announce something there. Yeah, it's just a matter of time. And, and and how much more can they get accomplished to drive that price up a little bit to make it even more appealing to, to the right is, corporate is, sponsor? Is that going to be Mayfield, do you think? Or are we going to go Petros for that? <laughs> I think What's... that one will be Pilot Flying J. That's that, I think that'll be... You, you don't, you don't think Stadium. they wouldn't They wouldn't try to save that for maybe for um, for Neyland? You don't, you don't think? No, because I don't think that it'll ever happen at Neyland. I'm, I'm not saying that there's zero percent chance Um, but i would be surprised if they ultimately sell the naming rights to neyland stadium again never say never especially in college athletics and and really just in the world that we live in where the almighty dollar always wins out but i i do think that this is separate with with the basketball arena i think the baseball stadium uh, will be separate as well now i do agree with what patrick was saying I, i think there will be things within Neyland Stadium that have corporate sponsors on them. I even think, Patrick, that Gate 21 could be a, a sponsored gate or, or something along uh, those lines. Yeah. I, but that will I, never I get mentioned in press reports. That will never get mentioned on television. I, I, I will never get I understand it. that. Uh, I just I don't think that they have the gumption to uh, attach a corporate name to Neyland Stadium. And, and like I don't think if they were to do it, like I don't think it it would be a fireable offense. Like some fans will think that it is, but like the overreaction would not be warranted in my opinion because it would be a great benefit to to bring in the money that it would bring in. I, I just think that that they're I just don't think that they have the gumption to do it because it would be a whole lot of backlash. And, and I, I do think that that is something sacred and and i am kind of in the camp of of keeping it sacred and, and not touching that uh, even in the world of, of the almighty dollar and and i don't think that they're gonna i just don't think that they're gonna do it just because of i think they know what it means to so many tennessee fans and i i just simply don't think they're gonna do it because of that yeah I, I, and, and the, the other thing with the arena too is it's not just a basketball arena i mean they've got concerts shows that's a you know that that's different. Like at Neyland, I mean, I know they had Garth Brooks there, however many years ago it was, but that's been the only like concert there, right? Kenny Chesney, I think, had one, but other than that, there's the been... most recent one. Yeah, right. But it's not like I mean, there, there's concerts and stuff regularly at Thompson Bowling, right? Lee Greenwood performs every year. Yeah, I, I, I <laughs> at, think at Neyland. <laughs> I think if 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 they win like if they won like two national titles in the next ten or fifteen years, they could call it. You know, pilot, pilot flying Turdburger Stadium, and people would be okay with that. <laughs> Honestly, I, I think. I mean, I, I think. I don't think people are going to be well, okay. They, with they, 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 
they would also they would also they would also find a sponsor for the Josh Heifel statue. So yes, yes, they would do that. <laughs> and I just think my, my last take on it is, or opinion on it, I hate the word take. I I, I think that if they, it, it, I don't know that Pilot Flying J would have let Food City kind of step in and drink their milkshake on Thompson Bowling if they didn't maybe have Neyland Stadium earmarked for the future. I just don't. I mean, I don't think Lindsey Nelson Stadium is a big enough thing for them necessarily. I, I might be totally wrong about that but as, i mean every other building on that campus has the haslam name on it already I, I i just don't know why they wouldn't you know it just seems to me like they would want to be in the bidding for that you know if, if they weren't going to maybe think about neil i don't in the future. i don't think it's up for bidding my opinion based off of some people that i've talked to is that then that's what as saying. of august 24 2023 they do not have plans to change the name of, of Neyland Stadium or sell the, the naming rights. Like, I, I just don't see it happening. And, again, never say never in, in the world that we live in with the almighty dollar. I would not be totally surprised if it did happen, but I don't think that it will happen. I, and that's I, why I think that it'll be Lindsey Nelson. I think the field is already called Pilot J something at Lindsey Nelson, right? Isn't the turf? I know – uh, Haslam spent a, a lot of money on the turf that that they brought in. Yeah, he ought, I, he ought to how to put his name on. I think, he basically I think it's named after it uh, over over there. But I, I think Pilot Flying J because of the relationship that Tony has with the Haslams. I think that's and yes, obviously the baseball stadium pales in comparison to the the benefit of of having Pilot Neyland Stadium at Pilot Flying J, whatever. Like obviously it's a a, a huge huge difference. But I, I think that's where you'll see. Pilot Flying J. Personally, hear me out here. Petro's Chili Park. <laughs> that, well, that that's that's interesting. That, we we had a uh, the, uh, the the name change for the arena sparked a uh, I started a, a thread on on the checkerboard a grocery store power rankings. None of you guys jumped in, but we had, it's, it's up to five pages now because none of them get us um, sent to the Go Balls twenty four seven podcast that I'm aware of. If one of them wants to. I, I will gladly be like whatever you want to call. Oh, well, it, we're man. not. We're not trying to like get advertising here. We're just sharing. Mm. Our oh, yes, we are. Don't say no. We're not. Uh, we are trying to get advertising. I mean, here, sir. I, I'll be honest. I'll, I'll say this now because none of them are paying us. I, I have food to buy for these kids. I am one hundred percent a public snob. That's the only place I'll go unless there's just no chance to go somewhere else because there's no time or it's like, oh my god, Hank's got to have milk. Let's get to the the closest thing we find. Uh, if it's not that, I I just prefer Publix. But well, if if someone else, if, if Food City or Kroger or Food Line or Piggly Wiggly or whoever else wants to, uh, Aldi wants to, whoever wants to throw us some cash, we'll we'll I'll tell you it's my favorite grocery store. Yeah, of we, all time. we 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 will sell out. Unlike Neon Stadium, we 1, will sell thousand percent. Well, I, I'm I'm also I, hold on, Patrick. We need to rewind for a second. Did Wes say he is a public snob or a Publix snob? Publix. I heard Publix snob. Publix. Snob. I heard public with that. Like with you lick. I'll um, have to check the. I'll have to check the tape. But uh, it sounds like I need to start a poll on the checkerboard of uh, which East Tennessee corporate uh, corporation is going to get the naming rights for Lindsey Nelson. Tell me, Petro, I'm, I'm, Petro's, you see what Petro's, the poll is? Petro's, Petro's Chili Pilot. Petro's Chili. Yeah, all, all I know is the ha- the Haslam's love themselves some Tony Vitello. Yes, they do. And, and a lot. Of- and we need. To, I'm Team Weigels. Like I, I'm diehard Weigels fan over here. We we need to get Weigels involved on the, campus. The, the, those are fighting words uh, to a lot of people around. Wait, these parts, isn't sir. the soccer stadium after named after Regal too? I, I would not mention that. Is that yeah? They Regal's are, is not that even Regal? in Knoxville, yeah, anymore, right? Well, I actually don't know. No, they still got the big. It, um, they still, the pinnacles. I think out they here, just yeah. moved out. Out here down the road. Well, they just the, 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 they, they still got the big neon sign or whatever. It's still like the big neon sign out there. So I don't know. I don't. Know. I think The Rock has a better chance of having its name, naming rights sold, and than the Neyland Stadium does. <laughs> I wonder how much that would cost. We need to make it the twenty four seven Sports Rock. That would be well, fantastic. Well, you got to donate part Pat- of your big salary, Wes. Patrick and and Ben don't have West Rucker money, but West Rucker has West Rucker money, <laughs> no, so I, you can take care of that for us. I didn't say Go gotta, Balls twenty four seven. I said I said twenty four seven Sports. So if you're listening out there, corporate Paramount overlords, call it the Paramount Rock. Call it Paramount Stadium. I mean, whatever. We'll, we'll just as long as there's a kickback for us in it, dude. I'm on board. I'm I'm good with that. I I just the the bottom line here is we have a fundamental disagreement on what's going to happen with Neyland Stadium in the future. I'm trying not to be cynical. I, I think I think it's just my 
honest opinion that within a decade or so, something like that's going to happen because nothing is sacred. If we know anything about our world these days, nothing means anything. Nothing is sacred. Nothing means anything anymore. Yeah, I mean, there, there were people probably five years ago that thought, you know, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, some of the, you know, the Apple Cup, some of these great longtime rivalries would never not be played. And look where we are now. Now we got the ACC talking about adding Cal and Stanford. Like, what are we doing? Here's here's the other thing, Wes. This is my last thought um, in terms of an, another reason why I don't think that they'll ever sell the naming rights to, to Neyland Stadium because I don't think they have to. Would it be a nice bonus? Absolutely. There, there's no doubt about it. That'd I be a that lot early. of like money. It would, it would be a pretty penny. There, there's no debating that. But in terms of needing to, like you need to with Thompson Bowen Arena because you've got so much going on at Neyland and 100 mil going to Tony Vitello, like where's the other money coming to make sure that Rick Barnes and Kelly Harper are taken care of? And that's what this answer is. So like with the, the football program, like you already have so much money being donated through donors. You have a, probably a bunch of money through season tickets. And, and then also the, the TV contract money. Like I don't think that you necessarily need to sell the naming rights like a Kentucky football did. I just don't think that you'll ever see the – the blue bloods or the powerhouses in, in the sec like bryant denny stadium neyland stadium tiger stadium I, I don't think you'll ever see those 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 type of programs sell their naming rights mainly because i don't think they have to but well, but you know i wonder what happens if if one of those blue bloods does i mean maybe it causes a domino a, is, effect yeah. i could see if, that yeah if, or, or, if you know what if like uh whenever vanderbilt does whatever it's going to do at its stadium and then Tennessee, like one of the like the the Haslam family or whoever, just buys that company just to do it, and then changes the name of it to officially to like Neyland West Stadium or something, <laughs> I, or or you know just like Smokey's House. No West Rucker money could do that. Or or like that would be you talk about that would be the troll move of the millennium. That I'm just it's a little 40 chess here, guys. Just think about it well, in the future. Well, then you know that they've already changed their name. They're they're Peabody. They're, they're Peabody Stadium. Well, whatever you want to call it, just whoever wait. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, Peabody. I get it now. Just wait to see whoever buys it, and then just buy like buy that company. I'm just, I'm just saying. If if you really want to think forward, do that. Um, but quickly, it's, it's Peabody. It's Peabody Half Stadium because I don't know if you've seen the construction. Like half the stadium is missing. It's Wolf Town, it's, and they play a game in two days. So good luck with that. Yeah, uh, all the Hawaii fans are really going to be missing out. Yeah, that's that's going to be. you I mean, hey, it, good for them and if they're prayers up, prayers up for the Hawaii fans. I mean, first of prayer, all. prayers for Hawaii. Yeah, and that's right. a, that. That's a good. That leads us into our next topic. That is exactly what I was saying, Ben. That is a very good segue into um, the. There's no um, like simple way to say it. Like you know, Philip Fulmer obviously what was it uh, UT Hospital uh, on I believe uh, Wednesday night or or uh, was it Tuesday or Wednesday night? Wednesday night, I believe, uh, had a procedure done. Uh, he is apparently uh, alert uh, and awake and in good spirits. Um, but obviously, if they are mentioning a, if they're having to mention it in a press release, it's not something that's not serious. It's something serious. But hopefully, uh, we will let his family do what they're going to do with that. Whatever they want to say is fine. I just think it's we have responsibility here to say it's not like a common cold, guys. It's something that if you are the kind of person who prays, it would be good to do that. If you're not just someone who wants to send good thoughts, whatever you want to do, uh, that family could use it right now and say what you will about Philip Fulmer. Uh, the man has certainly had some really high ups, really low lows during his uh, time with the Vols in many ways, but there is no one out there who loves that university more than that guy. And um, that doesn't mean that everything's always been perfect, um, but that guy, I, I'm telling you, you talk about a guy who loves his school, that guy loves his school as much as any person I have ever been around. He's he's a Rushmore guy for UT, for Tennessee football. Yes, Yes, and I don't, I don't think it's any question. And and nothing about the way the whole Pruitt era went and all that stuff that can't erase uh, the stuff that that he did. You know, for for what you know, forty years of giving his life basically to the university in many ways. I mean, he got well, that, he got well compensated, I mean, just, but yeah, there's the picture of him holding up the crystal football. That I mean, that's enough in my opinion. Yeah, that you would think that would be enough. So, in, in, anyways, that that's we we needed to mention that we could not mention that. Send some good vibes to that family. They could use it right now. 
And what we're going to do is step away for just a second. We're going to pay some bills, listen to products, services, in-house ads. Are you listening out there, corporate sponsors? Go out there and uh, go listen to those things. We'll be right back, and then we'll talk about some interesting things with Tennessee football because, again, guys, regular season, what, like seven, eight, nine days away? It's close. It's almost here, and we're going to talk about it here on the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Hashtag ad. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back to the Go Ball 24-7 podcast brought to you by whatever product, services, and in-house ads you just heard a moment ago during that commercial break. Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio here on a warm Thursday evening in God's Own, Knoxville, Tennessee, talking Tennessee Football now uh, from this point forward here in this podcast episode. Got Patrick Brown and Ben McKee also alongside here in tow, and we are talking Vols, and we're going to get right back to that after a quick request from our end to please go in there, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Uh, if you're just listening right there on GoVols247.com, nothing wrong with that. No wrong way to consume this podcast. What helps is that the most, though, is if you go in there on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, Amazon, anywhere in the world you can cast the fine pod, you can find this GoVols247 podcast. We do this for free. We're happy to do it. It's a labor of love, but uh, since... Excuse me. We're doing it for free. I don't think it's too much to ask to go in there, rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. And again, before you say that stuff doesn't work, as my voice is choking up, it sounds like I'm being emotional about uh, this this topic. Uh, but again, uh, my mother-in-law had someone go um, uh, do some work at her house earlier this week and mentioned the Go Vols 24-7 podcast like to her. And uh, I was like, okay, that, that's kind of funny. So you never know. People are doing this thing. So if you're already doing that stuff, thank you. We love you. If not, I award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul. Guys, before I lose a lung here, Tennessee football had some uh, some stuff going on Thursday. Uh, practice went on in the morning. We were not privy to it. The media was not there, but uh, we were allowed afterwards to speak with Joey Halsley, the offensive coordinator, and three of his players, including Joe Milton. A lot of interesting things happened. Fellas, take the floor before my lung falls out here. Yeah, we talked to Joey Halsley. He kind of... Uh kept things sort of vague um, and talking about some of his uh, maybe where the offense is in terms of some rotations. Um, He said that they have five or six wide receivers. They feel comfortable rolling with. I don't think they're going to play five or six wide receivers. Nah. Um, I think it's probably going to be four. Uh, I I think Caleb Webb and Chaz Nimrod have have had a good off season, a good camp, but I don't, I still don't see them taking snaps away from uh, Brew McCoy and, and Ramel Keaton at those outside spots, obviously Dante Thornton and score White are going to sort of, I think be interchangeable there in the slot, maybe not interchangeable, but I think they're going to, they're going to both play. Um, now if they're up three touchdowns on Virginia in the second quarter, they should give those guys, they should give those young guys a series just to see, um, get them some experience. But, um, you know, the, the running back rotation will be interesting. Um, in what aspect? Uh, is it gonna is it gonna be a three hit? Is, is it gonna be a trio or is it gonna be a tandem? Because Dylan Sampson's been banged up a little bit in camp. Uh, I don't think it's what, gonna what, be either. Where is it? Where you know? You think, I think it's just gonna be Jalen Wright twenty five carries a game. I just don't think they operate that way. I think they love Jabari Small enough where he's gonna be involved. I I my opinion. Uh, I agree with both of what you all just said. I don't think that there will be a huge gap. Or I guess. One of the things that I'm most interested in seeing in this opener and throughout the course of September 
is actually what kind of the the numbers look like yeah. in terms of how many carries each guy is is getting. But I think there's going to be a distinct separation between Jalen Wright and everybody else. I think yeah. he has separated himself from everybody in that room. I, I think it's him and then a duo of Jabari Small well, and Dylan Sampson. Well, he he's definitely shown, I think, to be Tennessee's best running back. And I think that was the case last season. I think yeah. he showed that down the stretch with some of the way he played last season. I think he's continued to establish himself as that. You know, do they find a, a role for Cam Seldon at all? I think he might he could be returning kickoffs, as could Samson. Yeah. So um those two guys are going to be involved on this football team. Um the offensive line, he said they have a starting five. I think we have a decent idea of who it's going to be. Yeah, seems that um, way. And you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but left to right, it sounds like it's going to be John Campbell, Andre Karek, Ali Lane at center, Javante Sprague is at right guard, and Jeremiah Crawford at right tackle. Now, I could see them rotating at, at that left guard and right tackle position. Like, I think Gerald Mincy will probably play. Um, we'll see about Addison Nichols, obviously, when, when Cooper Mays gets back, which we'll see when that is. Um, the... Some people seem to think it, it'll be Florida. He'll be back by then. I think that we'll might see. be best case. Maybe. Yeah, it might be. I mean, I it, as each it, day it, goes along, like I get more and more nervous about that situation. Situation, if I could speak, I don't even have an excuse. Like Wes, uh, I, I, as each day progresses, I, I get more and more concerned for Tennessee about that situation. Yeah, I mean, if he he's probably I mean, let's be honest, he's probably not going to play against Virginia and are you going to play him against Austin P? Hell no. I mean, the only the only reason I to do think that, that you should if if, if he can. If yeah, he can and he's not going to get further injured then yes, play him. To that that would try be try and get some contact and knock a little bit of rust off. Right, because you can play him and, you know, get him in five or six series and be up, you know, presumably 25 to 38 35 28 to 35 points if I could do math. Um and then get him out. Um you know, but we'll have to see about that. Um, and, and then some of this other stuff today that, uh, that wasn't necessarily Halsley was, well, he, he did talk pretty highly of McAllen castles and, and Ethan Davis. Um, and, and I, you know, I've been pretty high on castle since they got him. Didn't he? And the word uh, fullback came up. Did it not? Ooh. I don't think they're going to play it. Well, he, they might, I don't know, but the um, word he said he I, will hit. I just heard the word. I just heard the word and I got excited. My, <laughs> buddy, my, my, my pants were already off when we started recording this podcast. <laughs> Because of what the Steelers uh, are doing and, and Kenny Pickett's preseason, but buddy, f- the, the the pants are, are not coming on uh, again. And and I do want to make one last quick point about the O line, Patrick. One thing that I found interesting over the last couple of days, and, and something that I'm now kind of most intrigued with, uh, aside from the Cooper May situation, is that it sounds like if something were to happen to Ollie Lane, it would not be Addison Nichols that goes in at center. And this has been surprising to me, at least when I first heard it, that is it, it would be Dank Davis. Yeah. Yeah. That would potentially be that well, is a tall center. center. That is a tall Dane, but center. Like what what Wes just said, that is one tall well, center. I think coming out of the first scrimmage, we got to that practice and you I immediately went to the offensive line because they, they looked bad in the first scrimmage, if we're being honest, and we're like, Okay, what's gonna happen? And and he was snapping at center and you're like well, your first reaction is, well, it's not the craziest thing. He has repped at guard before. Um, and, you know, he, he's a guy that, you know, if you could tell him to do anything for this program, he'd go do it. Yeah. Um, and secondly, it said that they don't really have a whole lot of faith in Aston Nichols is what it kind of suggested to me. Not yet. At center. Um, yeah. At center, right. I should I should clarify that. I because think Nichols, now he's not only just working guard, but he's working guard and tackle instead of guard and center. Yeah, which leads you to believe that snapping may be an issue. Yeah, I don't know that Dane is still working at guard. He has in the past. Um, but, yeah, I, I think he's – No, Addison working at guard and tackle instead of guard and center. Oh, is he working at tackle? I didn't know he was working at tackle. A little, a bit, little bit. A little bit, yeah. Well, that he, he played tackle in high school, but um, – so that <laughs> he's probably more natural to him. He, he'd never played center before. So anybody saying, like, crapping on the kid for not – being ready to play at center as a redshirt freshman, like cool your jets. Like that's, you know, that's, that's not easy. Well, and center um, in this system too, because people we, we've written this enough over the past couple of years. Well, I hope people would understand it by now, Pat, but the center right. is the key to the tempo that Tennessee runs. Everybody's well, got it, a part it, to play in that, but the center is the most important person with that. It, it, and how, and Halsey talked on Thursday about, he mentioned that we have guys that can play all three spots. And I think Dane Davis is probably the only guy on the team that could pull it off. 
Um, you know, the tempo I'm, hasn't been the biggest issue right. with that either. And I don't mean to keep cutting you off, Patrick, and preventing you from yeah, from you need flowing. To stop it. Right seems now. like it. This seems will be like my. It. This will be the last time I do it. I promise. Again, I'm excited because of Kenny Pickett, and I can't help myself. Uh, Wes's ADHD medicine. It's just worn off. That's yeah, his problem. That's mine. But it, at least I, I, I find if I'm a Tennessee fan, at least a little comfort in this in terms of maybe some offensive line issues and and center issues. Is, is is that it hasn't necessarily been as much about the tempo and, and the actual blocking aspect. I think that's what people initially think. Not that it's been perfect, but it seems like the bigger issue has been just simply snapping the football. And, and right. it seems like that has been cleaner over the last week or so. Yeah, and, and um, I, I don't know. What, yeah, You guys brought up fullback. I, I'm in the minority here. I'm not a fullback guy. That's, I think that's, that's I think disappointing. That's, that's so disappointing. That's that, those offenses are dead. Two kinds, two kinds of offenses in football, Pat. Offenses with fullbacks and sissy offenses. Well, Tennessee's offense was a sissy offense. Then they scored forty six points a game. Uh, no, it had a fullback. Uh, his, uh, name played, full... his name was what's, Princeton. His name was Princeton freaking fan. What's what's the what's the minimal number of snaps you have to play with a fullback uh, in this day get, and age? Like be... four, maybe. Four in a game. Tyree West as a fullback against Vanderbilt. Yeah, on that fourth and goal. Two fullbacks. I like it. Yeah, twice the fun. Uh, it reminds me of when um, Hinton Hooker was at the combine and he was talking about how we ran plays out of center. I even threw a pass out of center as if it was like reinventing the wheel. Not with Dane Davis um, center. He didn't I'll tell you that much. <laughs> um, yeah, we're getting off track here. But back back to what we heard today. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll pivot to Milton now and um, the the talking point. Uh, I guess is Milton getting a little annoyed. I think is that the right word, guys? Annoyed's the right word. Um, I'm not sure if little's the right word. <laughs> um, he was definitely annoyed. He he, you just gotta put yourself in Joe's shoes for for a bit. He he's answered hundreds of questions this off season. Um, and, and he's all he's in the past. He's bristled about the notion that he was like a you know, in the backseat or a passenger or a bystander last season. He did not get benched, according to him. Oh, well, it's true. He did get hurt. The easiest way seasons. to get him mad um, is to mention that because he was it's not true. It's not true. Apparently not the easiest way. Well, apparently not. If you call him a little brother, that's what gets him mad because no. you have to remember that this guy is 6'5", 235, slimmed down 235, by the way. So he, he's been bigger than probably every you know most people he comes in contact with since who knows when, probably high school. Yeah. Um, and he's also the older oldest of seven siblings, so he he's never been anybody's little brother. So um, when when a reporter and it wasn't an unfair question or anything suggested that he was like the little brother to Hendon Hooker last year, he he took exception to it. Uh, kind of had to turn away from the camera. Might have muttered a word that uh, we we couldn't repeat on this podcast. Definitely did, and it was f- fantastic. And, and he he was like, "I'll keep trying me with this," and um, it, it the. The only thing, and we're not we're not bashing Joe. I mean, I think we all no, um, no. understand where he's coming from yeah. and understand his frustration. And um, I think Ben, you said that he like felt bad about it after he he left. But um, I, I think it's just to the point where he's ready to go out and play. Everybody is ready. We're at that point in the off season, the preseason, where it's like, all right, let's just get games going and have something else to talk about because that last little bit of the off season is always the hardest. And and and, and yeah, that that's what the kind of that moment showed to me today but it you know it showed a little bit of a different side of milton that that you know we always think of him as this kind of happy-go-lucky kind of relaxed too cool kind of guy but he you know he, he's got an edge to him as as we kind of saw and, and we saw come out in, in that setting today yeah I, I don't blame him one bit for for being frustrated by the the continued questions it, it wasn't the individual adam sparks who asked the question that bothered him it wasn't that it's one a, question it's the accumulation of right of all off season long and not all off season long like since Hendon took over a starting quarterback two years ago, yeah. Joe has been asked about whether he believes it or not being benched, not being good enough to keep his job, yeah. uh, what it was like to sit behind Hendon, what he learned from Hendon, how Hendon affected him, and like so many different lines of questioning as it pertains to Hendon. And then on top of only be a only being a guy that can throw it ninety yards in the air, arm strength doesn't matter. So how have you improved your touch? How have you improved your footwork? Just all these questions for the last year and a half to two years about essentially how he's not been good enough 
and how somebody else paved the way for him. And, and I, I just think it, it kind of reached a, a boiling point. And, and like, I don't at all blame Joe for, for getting a, a little flustered in that moment. Uh, I obviously probably don't need to drop an F-bomb on camera. And as you mentioned, I, I saw him fantastic. And he was remorseful uh, for a reason, Wes. And, and, as, and, and I think he talked to Adam for something else afterwards. So there was I no, think, like, yeah, I think, yeah. I think Adam there was no got him like to the animosity side to, there. Right. Yes. Again, it, he wasn't mad at Adam. It, he was mad at just the, the line of questions he's been feeling for, for so long. And, and again, he felt bad walking out. Like he kind of punched his fist. Like you, you know how you kind of, you, you punch your other hand, uh, like, like almost like you're throwing a baseball to yourself. Uh, and and was like kind of shaking his head at himself because he knows like you are being interviewed and, and you can't Jason Swain says this all the time and it's something that he was taught when he was a player and going through interviews is like you can't control the question but you control your answer yeah. every single time and and I think Joe was kind of remembering that as he was walking away but I, again I, I don't blame Joe for getting frustrated because I would get frustrated too if if people were essentially questioning who I am as a a worker in in my company and and whether I'm doing a good enough job or whether I am good enough uh to to do the job. I I've had people that I've worked with in the past question if I was worth this or that and quite frankly it's led to me leaving and, and going elsewhere. So like I I understand where where Joe is coming from, no doubt about that. But I do worry Wes and maybe this is us media members making something out of nothing. I don't know, but I did have the thought that I hope for his sake that he doesn't put too much pressure on himself because I think Joe is going to have a great year, but something that can maybe spiral that in a direction that he doesn't want it to go is if he puts too much pressure on himself, tries to play too perfect, tries to do too much, then he's not going to allow his abilities to take over and do what it should do. Yeah, I think a few things on this topic. The first thing, and I and I'm putting this first for a reason. I speak only for myself here, but I, I imagine other people probably feel the same ways. At least some people do. We don't want robots, man. Like you want human beings. Like you're allowed to be a human being. You're allowed to occasionally get flustered with something. You're you're allowed to, you know. Like I know these guys are walking billboards and all these things, but like you're allowed to occasionally show some human emotion and it's not, doesn't always have to be positive. There's, I mean, people who have worked with me my whole career would tell, would say, I mean, I do that sometimes. And then 30 seconds later, I'm apologizing for it. You know, it's just there. Sometimes you just, it happens, right? Sometimes it just happens. Uh, it can't happen all the time. Uh, it can't happen too often. You really shouldn't happen more than a few times, but it can happen. And it's not that big of a deal. Uh, the second thing is, uh, you know, it, it's, it, it's good to be reminded and probably better that it happened before the season than during the season. But if Joe Milton had any, you know, doubts about this, they need to be erased. Now being quarterback at the university of Tennessee does not just mean that you get more NIL money. It does not just mean that you get more attention. It does not just mean that you get more perks. It also means that you get more criticism. It also means that you get more heat, more pressure, and you have to handle that. And if you can't handle that at this level, you have no chance of handling it at the level beyond this. Like, imagine getting drafted at Philly or, or somewhere, and you're going into that media, and, and you're having to deal with that. You know, go throw three picks in it for the Eagles and see how that goes. You know, it, it, it's part of the job. And I think it's good to have just kind of a little reminder of it in a situation like this that's not a huge deal. But it's kind of good timing for it because it's right before the season, not that big of a deal. Um, but it's something to put a pin in because it leads to a couple of fair questions. One is what Ben mentioned. Will he put too much pressure on himself? Will he put too much pressure on himself to perform? And the second part of that question is, and again, if you're not a quarterback at a, at a place like Tennessee, you may not be held to this standard, but you are the quarterback at Tennessee, so you're being held to this standard. If you have a tough time handling questions you don't like, how are you going to handle third and 12 in Bryant-Denny Stadium in the third quarter when you're down by three points? How are you going to handle that? Uh, that? There are things about playing quarterback at a place like Tennessee that you have to be able to absorb those sorts of things and then you know kind of push them to the side. 
you got to feel them because you're a human, so you're going to absorb a little bit of it, but deflect a lot of it away. You got to focus on your job. And you can't hide from reporters, really, as a quarterback at, a, at an SEC school. You, you you can't do those things. And, and Joe needs to understand, and, and I think he probably does on some level, whether it's fair or not. And I would argue that it's more not fair than it is fair. But whether it's fair or unfair, this is a guy who was the starting quarterback of Michigan and then was not. He was the starting quarterback of Tennessee, and then he was not. That's happened twice. And that's what a lot of people think when they think about Joe Milton. And so these are going to be questions until he resolves it. And the way he played against Vanderbilt, and especially the way he played against Clemson in the last season, that was a really good start to answering those questions. But he's nowhere near answering all of them. And this whole Joe, Bazooka Joe, love fest and everything, that's going to go right back into overthrow Joe if, he's, if he doesn't start the season right. We know this. We know this. And it's always good to be reminded a little bit, like put in check, like, hey, man, you're the quarterback at Tennessee. You're going to have to deal with this. Yeah, and I think um, I, I think what's maybe kind of lost in the narrative is that everyone wants to know how Joe is different from last year when he was the backup. And he's really not. He's Correct. different. The guy he's different from is the guy who was here two years ago yep. because um, something else that was talked about today by Joey Halsley was that you know, Joe wasn't the best teammate his first go round uh, two years ago, um, and that's something where he improved when he was the backup. So you know, he got here. Everyone kind of forgets that he was here for like what two, two and a half, three months before that's he, he won that months. quarterback job. Because yep. uh, he came in the summer, he transferred after the spring, so he didn't get a full spring in the offense. He didn't get a full spring to like know his teammates and things like that. So his focus then was on himself, and and that maybe. Uh, wasn't the best ingredient for him to be where he is now. Now he's had a year, um, you know, he, he's had a year to get to know his teammates. He's earned the respect of his teammates by how he handled everything, um, why, how he didn't leave. He kept his head down. He kept working. Uh, he wasn't in the spotlight like Hendon was, but, I mean, he was – I mean, they, they lived together. And, and I think there was a good dynamic there because, you know, when I think of Hendon Hooker, I think of this, like, almost obsessive, relentless worker, almost a perfectionist. Uh, and Milton's a little bit more laid back. So, you know, if you're Joe, you're seeing how Hendon is working and how it's working for him. So you're going to try to emulate that. And if you're Hendon, you see that Joe's, you know, you can have fun playing this game, which is something that, that Halsey has talked about in the past. They had to get Hendon to loosen up to really unlock his his full arsenal. So, you know, that that's where – I think that's where – Joe's annoyance with some of these questions has been is that he he feels like he's the same guy as he was all of last year as the backup, and now he's just going to be the starter. And um, to to your question about poise, I think we saw that because that's a question I've had too. Is you know that was the thing about Hendon. Whenever Tennessee needed something, Hendon made something happen. He yep. delivered. Yep. Um, and, and can you know can we count on that from Milton, who's been kind of erratic when he's gotten chances in the past? And I think you can look at that Clemson game because there was a moment in that fourth quarter where you know Clemson had scored and the game was back to one score, you know, and Clemson had the momentum and they had a third and nine near midfield and, and he makes a great throw and then next play after that he, he hits the layup to Keaton for the touchdown, kind of seals the game. So, you know, we've seen him kind of respond and even even the course of that game though, I know we've given Ryan Kraft for this, but the offense was kind of scuffling. I mean, they weren't just humming. How, along how many three and outs, Ryan? How many three and outs, Ryan? Eight. Well, eight he's not. He's he's not here. That's so why I answered for him. Sucks. That's why I said right, eight. So. Eight. He he's not here, so we can trash him. But um, you know, the the offense had to kind of work through some struggles that night, um, and he was able to kind of keep them like, okay, just keep at it, keep at it. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen, and it did. So I, I think he's answered that question some. Now will it? You know, he's got to do it week to week. So uh, I I think that's where he's different now is that he he's a better teammate and and he is better prepared. I think in all aspects for for this spotlight and for this role and. Um, yeah, like you said, I mean, I, I don't. We're not. Yeah, you know, we probably made too much of this already. We're not. We're none of us but are bashing the guy. I think and, it's a good time to talk um, about though. It's a good kind of but reminder. Yeah, I mean, it's it's you know, it, it was an interesting interaction with with Tennessee's quarterback, who obviously is going to have a big, probably the biggest say in, in how this season goes. And we're nine days away, so um, you know, I, I think it's been good to discuss it. And you know, but uh, I think that's I, I think that's it. it where Joe has sort of been, I don't want to say annoyed because he he doesn't feel like he changed a whole lot from last year. I think it's, it's fair it's to say. Guy, I think it's an, I think it's fair to say annoyed. 
yeah i mean i i don't annoyed at the you know it's it's on and on and on every yeah. time it's like all right we're, how many more times we got to talk about this before i can go play and and as you asked him ben does he have a chip on his shoulder uh and he pretty much said yeah that he he he, he may not have put it that way but he he's going out there with something to prove to to start the season yeah, I, and we'll we'll see how it plays out again. I've said it a million times the last several weeks. Like I think he's going to have a great season, but I I think like he's the face of Tennessee football this season. Yep. Uh, aside from Josh Heupel, he is the football player on this team that everybody thinks about first and foremost. He the, this year it is his program, it is his team. He is the the leader, and honestly. Like listening to his recorded interview on Vol Calls on Wednesday night with Bob Kessling, I mean, golly, does he he sounds so mature? Yep. I mean, he 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 just he sounds I just, like somebody, I had the same thought listening to that. Everybody too, loves Joe. Doesn't just like Joe. Loves Joe. Right. Loves him, and you can see why just listening to him. Just a. It's weird because he's kind of flamboyant, but he he's. I think he's been humbled the the last couple of years, even if he maybe doesn't want to put it that bluntly. Uh, but you you can tell that he's a, a humble person who wants to serve others. Uh, that that's something he led off with, with his press conference today uh, about how he he wants to to serve his team and and continue to get better day to day and and make sure the team is ready and ready to go next Saturday. And, and so like sometimes I, I feel like media members can can get a little too big for their britches and, and think that players and coaches oh oh the media this and, and and that and like to to a certain extent they they do need to sit up there and, and answer questions but on the other hand like I, i'm not going to sit there and fault a guy who like i said earlier like everything he does as a football player has just been questioned every single angle of it for the last a year and a half to two years has been questioned and, and talked about as if he's not capable of doing something that he really believes that that he can do. And, and like to me, the most telling part about that interaction today wasn't him looking off to the to the side at Bill Martin, the SID, and and, and mouthing the f word. The, the most telling part was what you could pick up without a doubt on the microphone, and and that was. I'm paraphrasing, but y'all keep trying me yeah. with this little brother thing. Like yeah. that tells you all you need to know about Joe's really irritated. And, and he was irritated in that moment for sure. He, qui he quickly regrouped though. He quickly regrouped. Yes, he did. He, because he realized that he didn't respond in that moment, the way that he should have as the leader of an organization, as the face of this football team. Like, is it the end of the world that he dropped? or mouth the f-bomb no it's not and i think wes you you said earlier like we should all be allowed to have those moments of frustration even publicly yes. uh, and everything joe does publicly is it's on a is even heightened more so than any of us so like was that the worst thing in the world no absolutely not and he do, he does deserve some grace within that moment um, but also on the other hand, like, yeah, that wasn't the right way to respond within that moment, especially when when you are viewed as the leader of this football team and the face of the program this season. And I think he recognized that and quickly regrouped and, and carried on and answered the questions politely and, and with thoughtfulness, in, in my opinion. So uh, Joe's going to be just fine, I, I think. I think he has a lot of confidence, a lot of self-belief, but well, well, I do worry if I'm being completely honest. Like I don't, I don't think I'm making too too much. I don't think you are either. One little instance today, and it really doesn't have to do with that one little thing hiccup that that happened today with the media. Like to me, that's not a huge deal. But just knowing kind of how ready he is to prove everybody wrong, it could end up being the greatest thing ever, and and it could propel him to go win the Heisman. But I also do think it's fair to worry and, and wonder whether or not it impacts him negatively as well. It could. It could. And I think it's, it's you know, <clears throat> I'm glad you made the point about uh, the way some media think about things because I, I've always been on record saying I think the only things they owe us are a reasonable amount of access and time. Other than that, they don't owe us a damn thing. <laughs> you know, give us enough room to do our jobs. Give us enough to, to see to do our jobs. Other than that, you don't know us anything. It might 
be beneficial to you if you tell the truth when you're talking to us, you know, um, and the way you act in front of us might, might benefit you and might hurt you, but you don't owe us, you know, any, any pleasantries. You don't owe us anything like that. You just, you know, give us a little bit of time and space. And that's, that's really bit all that, all that we need. Last thing I want to mention before we get out of here though, um, is uh, Squirrel White did put on a, a, a mean four pounds and was very happy to say that today. So congratulations to, to Squirrel White for, <laughs> and you can tell the way he said it, he was like, hey man, it may not be much for y'all, but four pounds for me, that's that's a big deal. Well, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a, a big percentage for him because he's, what, 160? Yeah, I mean, he, all, up to one, the math there? Up to 166 ben, now, I think he said? Up to a mean ben 166? Gets, ben, get Swain on to do some math for us right here. Yeah, Swain majored, in, Swain majored in sociology, not math, all right? Swain Swain majored in volleyball class. Is is Swain majored in football is, is what Swain majored in. And, I, and that makes me so jealous. Like, I... I I'll gain 14 pounds this weekend from the alcohol and food I'm going to consume just watching week zero football games. And the fact that he, he has to try everything and anything to gain four pounds just irritates me. Hey, that's it's it's almost 2.5 percent of his body weight. I mean, I mean, look at you, Mr. Math. You over there. You, he, he, you, you did that math. Say, you did that math on a calculator, didn't you? Be honest. Absolutely. OK, good. yeah, I'm not denying it. Just making sure. Well, I would hope that he did it on a calculator. I think he's psychotic if he, if if he didn't, if he was able to do that. Yeah, we're, we're, if not, if, if, if your not, phones come with calculators these days, guys. Yeah, if not, we're peeling back some onions finally on this whole Pat thing. Like we're starting to learn well, some more things about. Uh, apparently, you stay away from my onions. It's a beautiful mind. Wes, Who knew? It's a beautiful mind. Wes, we we all know that it's Pat's world, and and we're just all living in it. Honestly, like I, I don't know how I survive on a day to day between Wes's world. Pat's world and Ryan's world, you all are so particular. Like I, I don't know how I get by on, on a, a on a day to day basis. Oh, because you're because you're just a perfect being, right? I mean, you're just a perfect, yeah, less, less, perfect being. Lesser men have tried and failed. Then I've never That's done true. anything wrong ever. I, I've I've never messed up. I've never irritated it. any of y'all. I, I just perfect little angel. You you and my mom, here, little, the only two old, perfect people I know. Little old Ben, the the youngest of of the four. I never do wrong. So on so forth. But squirrel, squirrel certainly needs those four pounds, uh, and hopefully it it'll benefit him because he has struggled to to stay healthy. He hasn't had like the long term injury, but just it feels like he's just constantly beat up or, or dealing with with a nagging thing from from practice or a game, and it it is because of his stature. So hopefully, hopefully for his sake, those four pounds do make a difference, and uh, he's able to to double that. And and eventually triple that at some point. Yeah, I, I did for fun. I asked him, you know, if he had gotten better at press coverage with the, getting off press coverage with those four pounds, and he said his the goal is still basically to run away from people. That's still the the main goal. So yeah, well, it's a good thing Tennessee's offense gives him free releases and stack releases and all that. That is that's called coaching right there. That, Why would you ask a guy that's you know struggling to get to one sixty six to get off? Press coverage from a 185 pound cornerback. That would be a square peg round hole, is what that would be. That would that would not be good. And uh, last thing, Dylan Sampson did say he and Squirrel White have not raced yet. Um, they would like to, um, but they've Squirrel not both they've not both been healthy at the same time. Squirrel did tell me about three or four weeks ago, was just before camp started. I asked Squirrel off to the side, and he said that um, that Sampson. And Jalen Wright were the two guys on the team who were probably the closest to him. I think Deshaun Rucker might ha- like to have a word about that. I know he's up there too, but that's those are the two guys he mentioned. You, you he would just mention wanted that. to mention yeah. Deshaun Rucker because his his last name is is Rucker. I'm buddy Patrick. You have no idea. You how saw the I numbers am. last year. You saw the numbers last year. They put him up. He was up there near the top. I wish the I team that is West absolutely right true. Now. You can't. I didn't make you co-host for a reason on this, like in the Zoom <laughs> app. I didn't do it. I, I could I could say right here, click, do you want to be the this guy to be co-host? No, hell no, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> well, Patrick, I, I can't tell you how grateful I am that Carson Rucker signed with the Detroit Tigers That's in the man. draft because Lord have mercy on my soul if I had to listen to three years of Wes in the press box uh, hey, Rucker, about all that. Rucker. Hey, uh, every time Jake Rucker acknowledged it, did he not? Anything. Did Jake Rucker not acknowledge it that as part of his powers in a post-game press conference? He absolutely did. I was right no, there. I saw it with my own eyes. I saw it. No. He he was only saying that to be nice. Jake is one of the nicest human beings on the planet. That That's the only Unlike reason. Wes. that he Exactly. That's the only reason <laughs> that he said that. I mean, Carson, 
Rucker could be running down to get a foul ball and trip over his own feet and his pants fall down, and, and Wes would be proud as hell about it just because his last name's Rucker. And, th- and then he would go on and on and on about right. how Tennessee doesn't have the last names on the jersey. They're, they're black shoes with, with white jerseys. Like, what, what are we doing here? Yeah, because I'm the only person on the planet who's a little bit annoyed by those things. I'm the only person. Just me. Yes. Just well, me. I'm annoyed by Ruckers that, that exist, especially Wes <laughs> Rucker. There, there's no doubt about that. Well, that's okay because um, you don't have to be here. You can leave if you want. Okay. I think that's probably a good place I to leave. I think we're it. all leaving. I think we are all leaving. Over. Yes, it's over. We're stopping the count. Uh, guys, we will be there. Uh, Tennessee will be back at practice on Friday morning, and, and we will have coverage of that up on the website as well. There will be no access of any kind over uh, the weekend, but we'll still have coverage. Maybe, maybe we'll have some fake practice observations. What do you guys think? That's true. Things no. that we think might have happened. That we'll, we'll we'll do that. That'll be a, a, good, uh, a, a good... They worked on handoffs. A good, they were off-limits to, to shooting. Yeah, so... We will. Wes, are you posting this right now, I'm assuming? Uh, I'm posting this tonight. Patrick, we will have... We may not have fake practice observations. We will have very real morning. season predictions. You're right, you're right, Ben. I'm always right. You know this. Which means I got Sorry, very little Mr. time Perfect. to get off the fence about the two records that are in my head, and I can't ben figure out which Perfect. one I'm going with. Wes, we know that Homer Wes over there going to pick him to go 12. He's deciding on whether to pick them to go 12 and 0 or 15 and 0. Is it Homer that, or Hater today? Wes it's Homer to today. Decide. That's what it is today. Yep. There, there you go. Well, that's uh, my narrative, and I'm sticking to it. I will not like be I'm picking 15 and 0. I can tell you that much. I will not be picking it. It's a good dig there. I will not be making it 15 and 0. You heard it talking over me. But we will have our predictions up on the site Friday morning. We'll have coverage. We'll have stories and content throughout the weekend. Then uh, Monday, guys, it's game week. It's it's this will be the the next podcast you hear unless there's big breaking news over the weekend. The next podcast you hear will be during a game week. Be depth chart city. Yes, it will, and we'll have plenty to talk about on that on the podcast on Monday when the depth chart comes out. And uh, although it will probably have more oars than uh, the rowing team, we will still get it to you, and uh, we will discuss it. And we will be here throughout the week talking Virginia, talking Vols, talking all kinds of stuff. Fellas, thanks for being here tonight. I know it's later than usual, so uh, thanks for being here. You're welcome. Good night, princess. There's that button. And now I can say thank you for listening to this edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. We always say that, but we always mean it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. You can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker 24-7 on Twitter. Ben McKee is Ben McKee 14 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. And Patrick Brown is P. Brown 24-7 on Twitter. And if you just want Tennessee news on Twitter, nothing else, you can get that at twitter.com slash govals 24-7. You can also go to facebook.com slash govals 24-7 where we update that throughout the day, all day, every day, mostly with Tennessee news, uh, but also with news that we think Falls fans will find interesting. Uh, But if you want that best, most delicious East Tennessee Smoky Mountain spring water directly from the source, go get that at GoVols247.com, the best site on all of Al Gore's internets for coverage of Tennessee football, football recruiting, basketball, basketball recruiting, Tennessee baseball. Nobody, and I mean nobody, covers Tennessee baseball the way that we do. Also, no one covers the Lady Vols that we do. The award-winning Maria Cornelius does an excellent job covering all things Lady Vols for us all season long. You can get all of that at GoVols247.com. You've also got access there to two forums that run around the clock. Got the checkerboard and the summit where you can go 24 hours a day, seven days a week and discuss anything you want that is not political or religious in nature with us, with thousands of Tennessee fans across the world and with us who are on the staff. Uh, and, and no one has a more uh, active board with the, the staff members than us. We are proud to be there all the time answering any question that you've got and you get all of that for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month. That is all that it costs, and that's after a quick free trial. And once you pay us that reasonable rate, which is, again, less than one mediocre lunch per month, you get access in perpetuity to Paramount Plus, uh, which is an excellent growing behemoth of a streaming arm there with us here at CBS, Paramount, Viacom, etc. You get every show CBS has ever made commercial-free. You get new movies. You get classic movies that rotate in every single month. Uh, You also get just tons of original content, tons of great original Paramount Plus content. And you also uh, get access to the vaults of uh, Nickelodeon, uh, Smithsonian, uh, MTV, BET, Comedy Central, something for the entire family. All of that, all of that for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month. That, that is so much stuff. 
So much stuff. That's a bunch of stuff. Less than one lunch a month. That's all that it costs. So go to GoVols247.com and do that. Take advantage of that. Tell your friends to go do that. Again, thank you for listening. You can always go subscribe to us on every content uh, item, everywhere you can get a podcast. You can get this podcast. So please go do that. Thank you for listening again. And uh, be kind to each other, guys. Just try to be kind to each other. There's just not nearly enough people in this world being kind to each other and having basic human empathy and dignity. Let's be better to each other. Let's be good. See you guys. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Deucible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must-listen. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.